rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, all right. What's going on? Guys, guys, guys. This, this is, trying, trying to enunciate, this is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you for hanging out. Happy New Year. It's January 3rd. I'm just checking everything. I'm hoping that everything's going, functioning properly. Let me see what's going over here. Got to press that button. Thank you. I see the chat room is filling up with our moderators waiting to moderate. Nice to see you, Haiku. Haiku says, I thought it might be you. And nice to see you, Jim. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. Hopefully more people will show up because we have a very special show. It's a very special show. Like a very special, you know, I think about when I was a kid, you know, there's a very special episode of Blossom. Remember that? Where she was, I don't really want to get into it. We're going to talk about a serious subject. You know, it was a very special episode where she, I think she was um, sexually assaulted. That whenever they had to address serious topics, they would say a very special episode of Facts of Life. Right? When is Joe Pol- Polnicek going to come out of the closet already? All right. Listen, listen. Yes, it should be an interesting year. We are, this is it. This is it. We're in the last days of the American Republic, and it is a very pivotal year. Every year, for as long as I can remember, we've heard that this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Well, now now it is. So tonight on the show, I'm going to call them uh, in about 20 minutes, we will be having we will is that the way you say it we will not be having we will have special guests on the show Matson and Tawny Browning who wrote an incredible book co-wrote an incredible book called The Hate Next Door it's all about Matson and Tawny's infiltration of hate groups in America, working undercover inside of these hate groups. And I, yeah, they have a lot to teach us that from learning from the inside what, what we're up against. And, they, and as we know, every, it's, it happens all the time. But since um, when, when President Obama was in office, the the rise of hate groups of right wing hate groups were uh, really off the chart, and they it just seems like every time there's a Democrat, the the bats come out of the belfry, because you know they just don't they I don't know we'll we'll find out from the experts they just don't like multiracial liberal democracy that's what it's about it really is they can't i've been saying it all along but what do we do what do we do it's uh, it's a real problem and before so we have um i got to call them in 20 minutes so 
Let me keep an eye on the clock. I did a, I did a test on the, on the Skype machine. So, and it worked. All right. Well, last time I wasn't. It wasn't my fault that we didn't have audio. It was actually the computer's fault. Remember that? Why can't I talk? I better learn how to enunciate. Remember that the we had an interview with um, who was it? The person who wrote. Oh, very good book. Very famous book. Why can't it's escaping me? Uh, you got to look on my guest lists. But, oh, God, why can't I think? But anyway, that nobody could hear it except me. And then I had to edit it together because the, it was actually Skype. Had whenever, I don't know, because when I got a new computer, the something got kicked off out of whack and I wasn't able to and there was nothing I could do because you're supposed to push this button on Skype and it didn't exist on my Skype and I had to go on like Reddit to figure out and I found this obscure post about it and then it voila it worked alright so not that you need to hear this I also I want to thank the patrons who support the show hopefully we will continue to keep, you know, the Wednesday thing or the weekday thing. I want to do a show every week. It's It's been hard uh, for the past couple of weeks, uh, right up until the holidays because of work and whatnot, just a schedule thing. So hopefully things have settled down a little bit and we can get back to our regular routine because we really will need it. And, you know, you can't fight fascism part-time. It kind of has to be... A full-time job right because they're certainly not holding back and it's it's really it gives me a knot in my stomach but what's it's gonna be worse if we if we don't succeed I mean 2024 is a pivotal year and I thought um, let me see oh yes also before I keep going I want to say thank you Charlie for your generous donations to keeping Tarabuster going and growing. And thank you for your donations to the community cats, the, the precious little community cats, the souls, the little souls that people often forget. And, uh, but we keep them in mind because yeah, that's the way we are. We have hearts around here. We care. So thank you, Charlie. Really, uh, it means the world to me. It really does. I can't keep. I can't do it without you. So, check out APS Radio News to to hear Tarabuster, part of Charlie's rep. What is that? Uh, the roster. I was going to say repertoire, but it's not the exact appropriate uh, appropriate word or whatever. But yeah, it's the roster. Okay. So let's see. I just looked on Huffington Post. And apparently the Epstein tape, uh, the Epstein tapes, the Epstein documents are leaked. And let's see, let's see what we can find here. If anything interesting is in there. Unsealed court documents in the Jeffrey Epstein case have revealed the names of several of his associates, including high profile individuals, including excerpts of depositions and motions and some of the names listed are prince andrew we knew that former president bill clinton we knew that 
Michael Jackson. I didn't know that. Uh, David Copperfield. I don't think Michael Jackson's going to a sex island. I don't, I'm just. It's just a guest, uh, right? He's not. He really was. He he was a. He was interested in young boys. He wasn't interested in going to Jeffrey Epstein's sex island. I don't think. But. All right, David Copperfield. The court documents list 184 Jane or Joe Doe, Jane Doe's. Oh yeah, the the Jane Joe Doe's are the people who were abused, starting at Jane Doe number three to Jane Doe number 187. Where do they have time? Where do they get all this time from to abuse people? Can barely do a terror buster. On a Wednesday night, you know? And they're, like, flying around abusing 187 people. Right? And they, where do they get their money from? They, they're they abusing all these people. Don't they? The, 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 they? These are the masters of the universe? They don't even work. They just fly around with, uh, in, uh, you know, abusing people. Treating people like, uh, you know... Like nothing. Where's my Boudica? I just heard her meowing. Uh, a, a small number are, are the names of minors or sexual assault victims, which the judge specified won't be released. The documents are expected to include nearly 200 names, including some of Epstein's accusers, prominent business people, and politicians. Okay, what are the names? Well, as far as Bill Clinton, you know how, you know, Republicans, they, they make things up and they, they uh, I'm sure you heard about the the Jimmy Kimmel thing where one of these right wingers, they, they just never let go of their lies. Uh, they don't see anything wrong with being a, a filthy liar. They just, no matter how many times you correct them, they'll keep spreading their, their lies. But for some reason, one of these right-wingers has a bug up his ass about Jimmy Kimmel. He keeps saying that Jimmy Kimmel was involved with Jeff Jeffrey Epstein with absolutely no proof. So uh, Jimmy Kimmel threatened to sue him. But as far as the Bill Clinton thing, we know that Bill Clinton, as as Donald Trump, was involved with Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. Except we don't have video of Donald, I mean, of Bill Clinton whispering in Jeffrey Epstein's ear in the middle of a disco, pointing at young girls dancing. Like, I mean, just like two, two, uh, you know, scummy frat boys. And also we have the, the quote from Trump saying that Jeffrey Epstein likes them young. You know, he he's into, he likes beautiful girls. He likes them young, a little young. So, which says that Trump, of course, knew exactly who uh, Jeffrey Epstein was was abusing, and in fact, Trump has his own skeletons in his closet. He's been accused of rape. Uh, he he is a convicted rapist of uh, E. Jean Carroll. It's except they labeled it sexual assault or sexual abuse because they they couldn't tell or he, she couldn't tell whether he was sexually assaulting her with his penis or his finger, you know. 
It's not that impressive, which probably is where we get a lot of these problems that we're dealing with. That's where it stems from, inadequacy, feelings of inadequacy. But Bill Clinton um, is... I, I know for a fact that Virginia Dupree, one of the main whistleblowers of the Jeffrey Epstein case, said and repeated all the time that, yes, she met Bill Clinton. Yes, he was there at wherever they went. But as far as she, he, he never abused her. And she said specifically that she never saw him abuse anybody else. And of course, the, these women and girls would talk to each other. And he was actually there trying to get money, you know, for his uh, Clinton initiatives and whatnot. So where do you go? You go with the, where the money is. And, you know, just because you hung out with the guy. But, you know, as, uh, I love how the right-wingers, they, they're posting pictures of Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein, but we have all these photos of Jeffrey Epstein and Trump. It's, they have a selective memory. It's really frustrating and annoying, but so far, there's no, um, nothing has happened yet. I don't, I don't think the names are out. Let me see. I hear, yes, I'm getting texted by the Matsons. I'll call you on Skype in about seven minutes. How's that working, right? I just, I don't know. I said nine, so I don't know. How you guys doing out there in uh, Boudicca land? Yeah, uh, the other thing that's going on, I'm sure you saw, I don't want to, we'll talk about this after the, um, after our interview with the Mets. Let me just get my, my documents in order here so I don't, I don't embarrass myself in front of these impressive people it's i know it's tough it's hard so let's see the hate next door let me see matson and tawny browning that's who we will be talking with in a few minutes matson browning and wait hold on he says perfect okay matson is an internationally recognized authority on the inner workings of white supremacy groups an undercover detective for more than two decades in arizona he thought he knew what hate looked like that is until he got a front row seat for more than 25 years browning has been infiltrating documenting and disrupting white supremacy movements from the inside gaining an intimate Vantage point to the KKK, skinheads, border, militias, proud boys, and other white power groups. As they organized, grew, and grew their ranks, including in the police force and military veterans. Uh, along with his intrepid wife, Tawny, he adopted fake IDs and ideologies seeking the arrest of its hate group participants, none more so than J.T. Reddy, a neo-Nazi who took hunting trips, so to speak, for border migrants while gaining mainstream acceptance as a political candidate and terrorizing Browning's family. 
What others dismissed as fringe groups, Browning quickly recognized as a large and interconnected organizations permeating every facet of American society, effectively spreading their dangerous and repugnant rhetoric at unprecedented speeds, now with the violent polarization of our communities and an increase in hate crimes, the threat posed by these toxic organizations feels as acute as ever. So Tawny Browning considers herself first and foremost a mother of five. Beyond that, she was the supervising and casting producer for A&E's Escaping Polygamy, a series documenting the trials and struggles of individuals attempting to leave the cult life of polygamy. For years, Tawny has been assisting her husband in the investigations of numerous skinhead organizations. With her covert investigation tactics, Tawny was most in instrumental in shutting down one of the world's largest and most violent skinhead organizations. Tawny continues to gather intelligence on various individuals and religious extremists throughout the world. And they're coming on this show. These are very impressive people, everybody. How do I look? I, I look okay? I'm, I'm only kidding. Yes. Epstein didn't kill, him, uh, kill himself. I mean, come on. Should I call him now? It's a couple of minutes early. I just did the intro. I thought I would do the intro before they, before I looped them in. So we wouldn't, I don't know. So they wouldn't have to sit there and feel embarrassed. <laughs> Why would they be embarrassed? They'd be blushing as I heap accolades on them. Let me just get my, my documents in order. I wrote a lot of questions down. All right. I did a lot of research. So hopefully this will be a good interview. I know I'm interested in, and guys, I want you to help me out here too in the chat. Whatever you have, if you have a question for the um, Brownings, please post it in, in the chat and I will, I'll ask them. All right. Wow. Okay. It's only three minutes left. I Why did I tell them seven minutes? I should have just said, I'll call you in a couple of minutes. I always, because everything flies by. Time flies on this show. And I guess now it's dragging because I'm watching the clock. So they have previously appeared on CNN, MSNBC, NPR, and their work has been featured in the New York Times and the Washington Post. Their expertise and journalistic rigor make them ideal guests for the Terrorbuster show. That's for sure. Now they have reached the pinnacle of success on Tara Buster. Okay, let's, you know, let's call them two minutes early. What do you think? Ready? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, you guys. Nice to see. Oh, you look beautiful. Let me get everybody ring. Well, let me see here. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get... hear me. Hi, Tara. Yeah, I hear you. I definitely hear you. I just got to get your. Here we go. We got you here. Let's put you there. Let me put myself on the. All right. We got it. Nice to meet you guys. You guys look 
amazing. I love you both. I love that picture that um, is that your that your your press people sent. You live in such a beautiful land, it seems. You know, and uh, you're where do you where are you um, based? If you know, if you're we're in Arizona, but we're having a real hard time hearing you, Tara. Uh oh, uh oh, you are. Hmm. I hear you perfectly. Let okay, me see. Okay, we'll make this work then. And let me ask the guys on the chat. Guys, how does it sound? I always they always have to give me the feedback. If you have in two minutes, let me see. We got a we. There's a little bit of a delay, so we'll hear if. Uh, I mean, you sound as clear as a bell. So, how co- what what does it sound like for you? You just like, like you're underwater. Oh, and, um, yeah. Hmm. We were just we could hear you perfectly on. You know, we were just when you were listening. We, okay, we huh? This is, but we're good. We'll make it work. We're good. Oh, they say I'm very loud. That's because I just raised myself. Because um, I was, all right. Well, let's try. Let's see if I. You know, we'll make it work. Other than that, it sounds good, they're saying. So they can hear you. If you, you know, if you can't hear something, you know, just tell me to repeat it or whatever, and we'll, we'll make okay. it work. Let me lower myself a little here. All right. Yes. Well, I did it. I told the, the chat room, uh, you know, your amazing resume, and I, I just don't know how you do it. How did you get involved with going undercover in these groups? How did I? Well, yes. for me, it was a job. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I was hired as a police officer, and then I had the first skinhead that I ever came in contact with try to kill me, and so that kind of, you know, it, it, it drew me in. It made me want to figure out what was going on. And then from that one incident, it just turned into years and years and decades and decades of working these guys. Right. And there was more than that. I mean, he, he was working the gang, the gang unit, and... Yeah, I just, it's, you know, it, it's the focus, my focus, even though I was working gangs and intel, my, my focus was always in the, in the extreme. So I was working with border militias, I was right. working with militias and, 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 you know, white supremacy and the Klan, Aryan nations, all these, the big groups, but what it comes down to, and that's why I wrote it, the book is titled The Hate Next Door because we really don't know who mm-hmm. is next door to us. Right. And, and that's what I found out through my journey and my undercover work is I had no idea that this stuff was all around us. Right. I, and that's one other question. How do, what kind of a person joins these groups and how do they get involved in these groups? How, how does a normal person get involved? It's, yeah. it's, it, that's a great question. And I mean, it, there's so many different ways a person could get involved. They can get involved through music, right. through through family members, through friends. Um, they could be jumped and beat up by a by a gang, and so they develop a hatred towards a specific right. ethnicity or race. You know, politics suck people in. There's yeah. all kinds of different things going on right now that brings people into this world of hate on both right. sides, not yeah. just. Just the far right, but on both sides. Right, right. Because I always, I'm always under the impression, and I reference some studies that people are, um, you know, low IQ people are uh, attracted to these groups. People who are not that smart, but 
um, you in your book mentioned, you know, these are people from all walks of life, some very impressive and well-read and well-educated people as well. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things, Tara, that made me just like, really made me take pause is because I thought we were talking backwoods, knuckle-dragging people that couldn't really string together, you know, too many words into a sentence. And that just wasn't wasn't the case some of these were our our kids you know kids that that i i'm like how did this ever happen and when there's that void we can't that need to feel to belong you got you know they're gonna feel it somewhere and i hope that we can fill it in our communities rather than with hate right in two we i had one one guy who's a member of the national socialist movement whose whose parents were attorneys and surgeons you know and so it's not always your your broken homes and and non-educated people. These, these are, it, it's just that little seed gets into your head and then it, and they jump down that rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you know, we have mass shootings or we have assaults or we have, you know, we are listening to earlier about JT Reddy. JT really did hunting trips, mm. physically loaded up his vehicle, went to the border, went camping, went scouting, and went on hunting trips for illegal immigrants. Wow. So that's what they do. They just, they just jump on whatever makes them feel good. And it's de- I'm sure he had to get to a level where these people were dehumanized for him to just, as you're saying, go on a hunting trip for other human beings is uh, pretty repugnant. Do these people know that they're in a hate group? That's one thing I, I have a question. Do they call themselves a hate group? Do they realize this is a hate group? Well, as, as a guy who grew up not hating anybody, and I grew up around all different races, when I became members of these groups, I knew that they were hate groups. You, I mean, every word is anti, right. you know, anti-black, anti-Jew, anti-Mexican. Every word is how are we going to take over and how are we going to stop? And, and yeah, I, I think I think they do. They when you. When you become a member of one of these organizations, you know that you're you're out there promoting hate. Wow. Yes. And so, what are what do you think that, um, like we were saying, with the people who join these groups, what are the common misconceptions in general with, that you found about white supremacy? And and also, I was also wondering because you were involved with different groups too, right? The Proud Boys, the 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 Nazi like you're saying the American uh, Nazi Party and whatnot didn't they did they all did did you stay undercover for all of these groups and yeah I, I was I was undercover for I mean I think we did our last undercover gig not too long ago wow I can't go undercover anymore I mean I, right you're I out out and we're doing this type of stuff but wow um yeah I I mean it's it's the ideology is all the same. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the ideology of hate is all the same. If you if you hate the Mexicans, you hate the blacks. If you hate the blacks and Mexicans, you're going to throw in some Jews you're going to hate also. It's all the same. And once you get that ideology and then you put the rhetoric that you're spewing and talking, you're creating the violence. And so and, and that's why they're all the same. The problem with the, the white nationalist, white supremacy world is that there's nobody really willing to step up and take leadership, thank goodness, and and start this momentum going faster. Right, because these, so when you were infiltrating these groups, were these people, and and what I'm trying to say, I guess, is it's a small world out there. So they must know, they must like have cross 
uh, pollination of different members, right? I mean, wouldn't you run into each other at events? And Oh, yeah. 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 But it, it's all the same because you can be a member of the National Alliance and you can be an Unit 88 skin or you can be an Aryan Nations at a at a Christian identity movement. You could be World Churchy Creator, but your best friend could be Aryan Nations. It, it That's why it goes back to hate is hate is hate. Right. It, you can, whatever label you want to put on it, you can put on it, but it's all the same ideology and it's all the same rhetoric. Right. And so it's, it's all the same understanding. And so, Tara, that, that's another thing that I just found so crazy is that the women, there were just so few women to go right. around that, that those women would be passed around from group to group. From, mm. from member to member and then group to group. And it wow. was, um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be yeah. detrimental, but that's no, just kind of what happened. And I just felt like it was just a, such a toxic environment, not just yeah. because it was so hate-filled, but um, in, in that environment for the young women that were involved as well. Right, because it must be a very patriarchal society in these groups where women are, I mean, everything's about a hierarchy, and, and and when it comes down to it, and everybody should know their place. And and you're saying like women were being passed around. And what what would make a woman? I know because you you were involved with the uh, polygamist group. Yes, right? yes. So what I mean, it's is it the same um, kind of mindset in these from a cult to these white supremacist groups? Is it oh, sort of Sarah, like the same? That's, that was so shocking. That I mean, I keep saying it was so shocking, but it was so shocking that, you know, it was next door. I'd, I'd go to work, you know, working with these polygamous groups and the hate-filled rhetoric and the same kinds of thoughts were, were it was like same people, different pants. Wow. You know, it just, it just, there was so much crossover. And one girl that was leaving, she had an iron cross um, tattooed Mm. on her arm and i i asked her if she knew what that meant the fact that she was leaving or else she wouldn't have a tattoo but mm. and she did she was dating a guy that was involved in the nationalist movement so that's when my eyes were like wow we're you know there's a lot of crossover here in the two in the two right. places you would think they're miles away but really it's like the more you learn the more things are the same right but religion is a huge motivator when it comes to uh, nationalism and hate. Mm. And, and you wouldn't think that religion would have anything to do with hate, but religion is a big motivation within the hate movement. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. The, the, how, how is that even rationalized with them? Well, because the Jews killed Jesus, <laughs> and so that creates that whole movement. Then you have the... Uh, the Christian identity where they talk about Cain and Abel and the, the the skin color and the changing of the races and how the blacks were expelled from, from everybody else. That feeds into the Christian identity movement. You have the, the Odinism and Ossetru mm -hmm. that's thrown into the whole mix. And it's all based upon if you die in battle, you go to Valhalla, you hang out with the Valkyries, you party all night, and then you fight all day. Wow. And that's all religious-based thinking. And so that's why when a lot of these guys, when, when we have these, these members like, uh, you know, Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh, he, he had no worries at all about killing all those people because in his mind, he was going to go to Valhalla and he was going to be a martyr. You know, David Lane, another martyr. A martyr, Robert Matthews, another martyr. There's martyrs all over the the white nationalist movement, and it's all based upon 
this religious belief that they are going to be exalted above everybody else. Mm, right. It's just, it's incredible. How, what kind of a toll though, does this take on you when you're hanging out with these people and have to pretend and jump in and, you know, I mean, it must take a psychological toll. But. Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to spoil the book for people who haven't read it, but yeah, we talk a lot about the psychological toll, not only on, on me, but on law enforcement that's involved in working these type right. things. The problem you have is, is there's a quote that if you're going to start hanging out with monsters, you better make sure you don't become one. And I was lucky because I had Tawny, mm -hmm. who when, when I would finish my undercover work or my, my whatever my gig was for that day, I would come home and Tawny would help me process it, walk through it, talk about it, and realize that, you know what, that's, that's that world. Mm -hmm. That's your undercover world. But this world you're in right now, you're safe, you're at home, you're with me and the kids. It must be frightening, though. Did you ever get scared they might, uh, you know? figure you out that you weren't one of them let's say did they ever figure me out or did you ever well, get you know, scared I, you know i mean it must have been hanging over your head and you know i i was never really afraid for us because matt kind of was our protector and some weird compartmentalization in my mind and in the kids mind but um i know there were times that you were nervous about that well my my the the I don't want to call it fear, but my concern was not by a skinhead or a, a militia member outing me as, as, you know, Detective Matt Browning. Mm -hmm. My fear was always a member of another law enforcement agency who is there on his own time oh, that wow. me. he would out me to the people I'm trying to wow. go undercover with. That and you got to look at it this way, too. You have to have a criminal predicate to work in organization and within my undercover days and the time that I was working these groups, I, I locked up 19 guys for murder and attempted murder in Arizona alone. Wow. There was always the violence potential was so strong and it was always there. But my fear wasn't for that. My fear was for being outed to other cops who were then going to burn me to these guys that then would come around and see who I was. And we talked about that in the book. There was an incident where I was teaching at the police academy and and one of the recruits was hanging out with these guys oh my God. and he showed up at my house. Wow. That is, that's scary. I, and because you got to think, you know, the, as you're saying, these are law enforcement professionals and they're there because they, they're like, gee, they have a point uh, because they're part of these groups. And I mean, is that, did you find that to be, yeah, I, I know you mentioned some of that in the book about how some military and law enforcement were, uh, you know, true believers in yeah. this. It's, it's very frustrating because what they do is they take the tactics that they learn, you know, whether it's uh, officer safety or close quarter combat, firearms, and they, they then turn those tactics over to people who have no business learning how to hurt other people. Right. And, and that's why for me, how can you go and protect when you're actively hating on the other side of right. your, your exactly. day? And life? especially in a country that is a multiracial democracy. And I suppose that that's part of their problem. They don't want to, they don't like that. And I guess, you know, they want everybody in their place or whatever. But I, as, wait, did you ever think that, let's say, these people were just buffoons or are they, you know, real 
just, you know, are they just idiots, but not, you know, like violent, let's say. Here, here's what I did. I, I, when I was talking about these and I called them idiots or buffoons or morons <laughs> right. or, or inept, and my mom pulled me aside and said, you can't, don't, Matt, don't talk like that. You, mm. that's, you can't talk like that. Mm -hmm. And as, as realistic and true as it is, if you put the label of buffoon or moron right. on these guys, it takes away that these are really violent people. Mm -hmm. And so if we just keep it where it's at, yeah, they are extremely violent. The, the skinheads would go on hunting trips where they jump in a car and drive around the city and look for minorities, jump out of their cars and beat them senseless, stabbing at times, wow. and then they leave to go find another victim. These are extremely violent people who are built on rage and hate. Mm. Mm. That is terrifying, really, because that's what they do as a pastime, basically, go around and beat people yeah. up. But they're not just, they're not beating, they're beating up white people in many cases, right? They're well, beating they, them up for not being white or something, white enough. Or Well, what they do, they, like if a white girl's walking with a black man, they'll, they'll beat up the white girl first, then they'll beat up the black wow. guy. Wow. Um, because, you know, it's, it goes back to the 14 words by David Lane that we have to, we have to protect the future of our children and mm. the future of the white race. Oh God. And that's what they're trying to do in their mind. They're, they're fixing the white race by getting rid of the non-pure and, and, right. and that's how they do it. They do it by violence and by assaults and, and, and other intimidations. And that's how they operate. So, yeah, and um, in the book, you, there was a story, Tani, about you taking a picture of somebody's tattoo and them uh, finding or being because the flash went off or something like that. Is that? Yeah, that was Chris Simcox. He was one of the leaders of the Minutemen down at the border. And I always try to take a picture of Matt with whoever we're with somehow covertly overtly mm. somewhere so that they can't say they never met with him or right. they didn't know him or or whatever whatever we're in but yeah we were sitting at um dinner at we we're having a steak and i was across from chris Simcox, and i went to take a picture and the flash was on my phone so it uh. just it wasn't so covert <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm sorry new phone new phone you know that right. kind of thing and um because i'm me and i don't necessarily look or act like a undercover operative right, you know he right. kind of bought it bought it but yeah, yeah that was one of those moments where it was like oh yeah, yeah. and you were like oh tawny you know <laughs> he was just like he could not believe i did that but yeah i mean we've had lots of things like that happen i'm makes sure it fun. yeah well i'm sure it's uh you or, know or you... dumb or really really dumb <laughs> yeah just i uh, can't even imagine how you yeah, decompress from this, yeah, from going from one world to another. And do do you ever feel like there's we you know we're done? We don't have any hope. We're never going to change these people. Is there is there any hope with it with this? Uh, it's very dis depressing, well, really. Well, I think the hope comes from what we as a community decide to do. Um, when when I started when I started on this journey, I thought that I could take hate completely out of this world, and that mm. through our supremacist intelligence network we could change the the way the law enforcement looks at hate and how we work hate but unfortunately it's it's like you know we have cold water and we have hot water we we have you know all uh, there's opposites and everything and, and the reason why we have hate is because we have love mm -hmm. and if we take out hate then there's going to have to be some type of opposite somewhere so i think what we need to do is 
is work together with our communities and do our best to teach our kids, um, teach our, our political leaders, our religious leaders, our educators, listen, we need to come together and explain that, yes, we're all different. And we all are, our families come from different areas of this world, but we're all the same, man. We all right. want to be successful. True. We all want to survive. We all want to take care of our children. We want right. to take care of our kids. Exactly. And that's what it's about. You know, right. I might like dogs, you might like cats, but we don't have to argue with each other right. about which one's better. <laughs> They're all better. They're all great. <laughs> I, I, I call him that, that was his young lion face, you know, when he was going to just just change everything and make it all perfect. And now he's a wiser, older, um, right. a wise lion. Right. And really, I we've found that there's something we can all do to it's all it starts with our mindset and our hearts. Hmm. And there is something that we're all uniquely able to do to fight hate. Right. And I mean, just changing that that the trajectory. Sorry. Okay. Just our thought process can um, can change right. a whole lot. We have a lot of, you know, influence in places that we all of us that right. we don't even recognize and we where where we're uniquely able and capable to fight hate have you been ever have you been able to let's say you know pull somebody from the brink yeah, or reach one of these oh, par participants yes. oh yeah we we i mean our tracker we have quite a few people i have i continue to have sources that have that give me information you know I, we've we've helped people tiny self you know, people get college educated, wow. help them out of prisons. That's um, great. We've had, we've helped another guy get on with his life by starting a, he wanted a camera so he could start a business. And we said, all right. So we give him the camera and he was able to, I mean, he's doing great now. That's and amazing. so it's just the little things. Yeah. And just because somebody's part of one of these groups doesn't mean they can't change. Right. And there it, is a way out. There, there is there, a way out. There's definitely a way out, but that way out, it, it, it kind of hurts because they have to look at what they've done yeah. and they have to sit and they have to go through the processes in their mind. You know, it's the whole, you know, the just talking themselves through it and then going and talking to people that they've hurt and offended hmm. and asking for forgiveness. Right. Right. It's just... well, sometimes those guys are just sources um, that I think it's pendants for them a little bit. They'll give Matt all kinds of information, and, and they've actually done a lot to help us um, get inside these groups even deeper into places that you can't get unless unless you know the top. Right. I mean, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, there's been there's been guys that you know were out, but their their crew didn't know they were out. Wow, wow. So, you know, who were trying to make make right what was so evil and wrong, and I'm not sure you can ever make it right, but they they were doing what they knew to yeah. do. At least they woke up, right? I mean, but I guess because you get a what what they get from it. Um, you know, like we all we join groups, you get a sense of community, you get a sense of belonging. So, getting out of that, it, you there has to be some other alternative. I would imagine, you know, there has to be an option. Like you're saying, yeah. you know, love and hate for, but. There, you, you know. create that void you have to you have to put something else into it mm -hmm. you know you have to there's always you that's why education is so good for these guys because then they can go learn a trade right. and they can start living their lives there's a a lot i mean reading a lot of it man it goes back to what we said these guys aren't stupid people you know and some right. of them are but, mm. but really not i mean they're really 
well-read people. They're just reading the wrong stuff. Right. Those people terrify me. I've re- I would rather have them stupid, you know, with the face tattoos or whatever, you know, and so you could just see them, you know, point them out in a crowd. The ones who are the educated and well-read, and yeah, those are the ones that uh, make that scare me, you know, because they could they could attract more people. Um, you know, they're like, gee, that that sounds pretty. Yeah, they yes. do. And it's, it's Tawny has a new show coming out called The Secrets of Polygamy. It comes out next week. But oh, cool. they call the secret for a reason. They don't yeah. want to be seen. They don't want to be known. And that goes with any anybody. If somebody's keeping a secret, there's something going on. Right. And so the face tattoos, instant identifier, the 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 88, the 14, the swastika tattoos, instant identifier. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of these guys are going away from that. We're hiding that because they don't want to be seen, but they want to be able to still go out and influence and pull people into their cause. Right, right. And that's why. Oh, sorry, Tony. We wrote the book is because I knew one guy that had a huge swastika on his back, on Mm. a a back piece. He had it tattooed on his back. Oh, boy. But he would date mainstream girls, and they didn't know what they were dating until that shirt came off. Oh, boy. Wow. You know, it's like, so. And then they thought, oh, it's not so bad. This guy's good. He, he speaks the King's English. He's a good mm-hmm. dude. But, but it, it's so much deeper than that. And we were hoping that people, if they, could get, if they knew what they were getting into, they would turn around as soon as that shirt came off. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be shocking, really. I would, uh, and, uh, but speaking of, you know, influencing, what do you think the role of social media? I feel like social media is like, a cesspool and uh it's horrible well, these people you know they're finding each other it's making it harder you know to stamp the, the down social hate. media is doing nothing in my opinion i mean social media has this good i mean i'm into high yeah. school football and college football social media is great for that mm-hmm. i can see who's winning games but i can also look on a social media and and say you know i can indoctrinate myself in mind comp or i can mm. go and and, and learn about what's going on in Europe with, with, you know, the the terrorist side of what they're doing and the reasons why they're blowing up the World Trade Centers and things like that. Mm-hmm. But social media is has its pros and cons. I personally am not a big fan of it because yeah. I think guys are self indoctrinating and going and doing mass shootings. Yeah, it, we've seen it. Yes, we've, we've seen that 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 has been a cause, or, or has been a a way for these guys to go out and learn and then go out and do a shooting. And, right. and we got to do something about it. So parents need to be part of their kids' social media. They have to know what's going on. They have to put the limits on their cell phone or right. iPad or whatever use. There's just things that we need to do to get more involved. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have a hard time with this because we have five kids. And so we know that right. that's not just, hey, parents, be involved. You know, yeah. it's not just that simple. But it really, we really do, as parents, have to be involved. And it would be my hope that we can give kids a sense of belonging, a sense of a place to go, so that they're not on their phones looking for, they're looking for the scores of the right. high school games yeah. and not trying to be indoctrinated into hate, hate right. groups. Right. So give that kid a lacrosse stick. Give that right. kid, give that you know, kid a paintbrush, mm-hmm. something so that they're look, they find that sense of belonging in our schools and our communities, and not in a hate group. Right, right. So I mean, when you the title of your book, the hate next door, the, it makes you think of you know you don't really know who is around and uh, how prevalent 
are these groups? You know, are they hiding in plain sight or, you know, and then they get together and let, let their hair down kind of Here's thing? Here's the way I look at it. I, I hate the cycle of hate is like a roller coaster. You know, you go up and you're at your peak and then you go back down. And that build up part is going to be your your uh, your violent attacks. Your, and then all of a sudden it gets to the top and then you have Charlottesville and then it goes down mm-hmm. because everybody's worried about Charlottesville. And so the, the groups and leaders will go underground and they're trying to get new leadership and trying to build and trying to, to recruit. And that's the going up start. And then you're going to have something happen that's going to make it go back down again. And it's just up to us to recognize that thing. So are the hate groups around? Yes. If we mm-hmm. don't see them, it's because they're building and recruiting and growing. And we need to just be aware of that. We need to be aware of, you know, they all have their identifiers, whether, you know, whether it's boots and braces or khakis and camel, mm-hmm. you know, they have their ideologies, whether it's, you know, the Jews are taking over the world yeah. or immigration is destroying our country. They all have the same things that they're keying right. off of. Right. And so it's our job to make sure that we can see that and we can understand what's going on. Right, right, right. So um, what do you, what is, what's the message really? What do, you, what do you hope people take away when they read your book? What do you, what's the impression you hope they take with them? Uh, two things. Number one, well, more than two. I want people to be aware of what's going on. Awareness is key in combating anything. We need to be aware of what our kids are being taught. We need to be aware of what we're being taught. We need to understand that not everything that's coming out from social media or media or our politicians or whoever else is is legitimate information and we need to check it out for ourselves. And another thing is that we need to know that um, hate is real and hate is alive mm-hmm. and we need to come together as communities and that's why at the back of the hate next door we have you know a chapter dedicated to the signs and symbols that you can look for and understand that if your son or daughter comes home from school and they have a, a 14 drawn on their notebook they know what it stands for oh boy yeah that's that's uh, kind of a red flag right <laughs> I would imagine so I didn't really want to write the book, mm, but what right. I what I what I would hope that people would get is so that we can get in front of some of this stuff right. before it becomes so toxic and deep that we're hurting each other. You know that we can have these conversations that parents know what to talk about, that coaches know what to talk to their 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 students about. You know that's what I was hoping is that we could get in front of it, and then if parents found their children involved in this or spouses um, that that they would know that they're not alone right. and that, that there is a way out that, that, that I would hope that it would be hopeful right. and it would get right. the conversations started. Like this conversation right here with you today, Tara, I hope is that so. we can talk so. about it and maybe yeah. talk deeper in within our own homes and communities. Right. And hope to, you know, stop this, stop this hate really. I mean, cause there's no hope in that. And um, we're seeing it in our country, you know, there's just so much mm-hmm, polarization right. and there has been for years, but it just seems it's like, how far are we going to go? Yeah. Let, we can, let's bring this back together because we can. And, and that's what we were hoping. Some of that conversation would spill over into that in just the smallest of ways, the small and simple ways. Maybe we could start making a difference back to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, where where we need. And I think most of us want to be. Right. I think so too. I even think that the people who are in these groups, they, 
they are suffering in some way. Because how could you really be happy like that? You just, it's impossible. It's Well, that's why I say, you know, these guys, they wake up in the morning and they're hating. They go through their day, they're hating. They go to bed at night hating. Mm -hmm. And then they start that whole cycle over right. and over again. And it, it leads to nothing but destruction and violence and, and, and jail time and destroying everything that you're about. Right. And that's what we're trying to stop. We don't, mm -hmm. we don't need that to happen. We don't need, we need to understand that the words that we say matter and the words that we say are harmful or they're good. And we need to decide to use the good words, not the, you know, we don't need to go out and say stuff to motivate other people to do bad things. Right, right. Because I think, so I'm, uh, I love history and I'm, I, one of the, you know, I study, uh, you know, not uh, in a college, but in my own life, the uh, rise of the Third Reich and uh, rise and fall. And there's a lot of correlations and parallels to what we're witnessing today, which is chilling. But I, one thing that always struck me is that they, the Nazis would do these horrible things and they would say they were doing it for love, you know, for love of their country that they would do these, you know, war, you know, crimes against humanity. And, you know, there's this twisted, um, you know, uh, ideology that is turning everything on its head. And um, I, it's, uh, it never ends well. That's the thing. These, it never ends well. Racism, this division, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. That's, you know, so um, I think that what you're doing, uh, it's important and we need to continue having these conversations and hopefully, you know, change some minds because it, it must be like we we're saying, it's exhausting for these people to carry this hate all the time. It's like, you know, a weight on their well, shoulders constantly. I'm tired and I, I've been fighting hate for years and years and years and I'm tired of fighting it and I keep telling Tony, you know Tony, I'm done. I'm done right. fighting Every day. it. Right. I'm done fighting it. Every day. And, and you know what I do? I, I start looking at my stuff and start, you know, remembering the people who who not mm. the people I put in prison, but the people that that died because of the people I put in the prison. And right. that's one of the motivators I have that keeps me going is you know, I don't, I don't need people to come to me in my sleep and say, why don't you do this for me? Or why mm. didn't you do that? Right. I think that we need, we all need to find our purpose in this battle against hate. Mm. And maybe, mm. maybe, you know what, maybe one day it's just talking nice to your neighbor. Maybe right. one day it's not honking your horn at the yes. guy that cuts you off. That's true. And that's, that's how it all starts. Or maybe it's one day sitting down and telling your kids, you know what, let's turn off the media and yeah. let's have a conversation. <laughs> right. Right. But did you ever, when you were hanging out with these guys, did you ever have a feeling, like, get to the point where you're just like, shut the fuck up, you know, <laughs> with this shit? Like, how do you keep it there? You know, I would get to a point where, you know, it would be really uh, trying. <laughs> you know what? There, There's many times that I come to, like, I was at a, uh, it was uh, at a church and we were reading out of the book of John and they start talking about how the mud race and mm, mm, the Jews mm. killed Jesus. Oh, and wow. wow. And it was just, I'm looking at the same book and I'm going, where are you reading this stuff at? Right. And you know, but, but unfortunately for me, because of my job, I had to stay in tune and stay focused. 
Mm. And, and that's why it was so important for Tani and our relationship because Tani was able to tell me, hey, 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 that's, you, you know, let's go read that verse in the, in the, mm. in John and let's see what it really says. And let's remember right. that what they're doing is they're promoting hate and they're motivating people to hate. What you're doing is trying to stop this from happening. Right. So I wanted to say shut up all the time, but <laughs> unfortunately I just couldn't. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm only kidding, really. I actually did, though, Tara. I would say, I would say things like, okay, do we really believe all this? You know, right. you Oh, really? Just taking the temperature. Yeah, I could good. say things that made people think, and it, in some ways it helped me be successful yeah. in what I did because it was, you know, who's going to go undercover and yes. say, oh, you guys are so stupid, you know? Or, <laughs> you know that kind exactly. Of thing. That's true. It, it worked, and then when, you know, at least – a couple of them when they were ready to get out it, it worked it worked because they they knew that i had this other side right, as well right. tony and i were crawling through the desert going to the hitler birthday party that we were watching and the worst and um when they got to the point of singing happy birthday to hitler tony looked at me and said I, i'm can we go now i'm done <laughs> that and, is amazing now what a, what it's just so life. insane but it's like what matt says is right you can't underestimate their you know who mm -hmm. and what they are because if you do then that's when we're in trouble and that's, that's what true. we've been doing yeah. so for so long right yeah. right well some of um let's see terry on the chat asks she says um doesn't it isn't there more to it though why do some kids gravitate to hate groups is it isn't it because they feel ignored unloved abused uh yeah, yeah. that's that's your typical gang mentality you know mm -hmm. a person who is who's looking for brotherhood or looking for love or looking for a purpose in life. They'll go to, whether it's a Hispanic, black or white gang, they'll go to these gangs and want that brotherhood, right. that com that camaraderie. The difference with those type of Hispanic and black gangs and your, your Nazi, you know, crew is that the Nazis are teaching hate, which changes your mind. Studies have shown that constant hate in your head will change your neural highways. And, and, and while, the black and Hispanic gangs, they, they want to make money and protect neighborhoods. They're both all bad, mm -hmm. but the hate part of it is actually physically changing the minds of our kids wow. and of the people who are involved in it. And that's why it's so much more dangerous to, so to stop that, we have to have the brotherhood coming from somewhere else, mm -hmm. whether it's a team, right. whether it's a, a paintbrush, whether it's a band, whether it's working on cars, welding, whatever it is. You have to replace that and give give these kids the opportunity to learn something somewhere else. Yeah. I love that question because it's like one thing that we've seen is that when when they know someone cares, just someone cares, that's that can be the whole catalyst yes. to make sure we're going in a in a positive direction rather than that hate filled mm -hmm. direction. That's what I'm saying. We can all do something. We can all care about something. Else. Right. We can all get outside of ourselves just a little bit. I'm not even saying a lot, and that can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just we're we're living in interesting times, that's for sure. And it's so much to think about when you're reading your book. Really, it's uh, it's an amazing experience, and uh, I really enjoyed it myself. And. Uh, well, I'm glad you said that because it is a lot to think about. And if you go into reading the book and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to find all the misspelled words. Or I'm going to find <laughs> run-on sentences. Yeah. I'm sure you can find them. 
but that's not why we wrote the book. We wrote the book so we can have this very conversation mm-hmm. we're having now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, and that's a really huge compliment in that it made you think, because that's what I hope is that it will make people think. And then, then they'll search for their own answers outside of, out, outside of the hate next door right. and have these conversations. Um, with their own people that they love and have influence over. Mm-hmm. See, I, I always hope that one of the, well, one of the mottos of the show is when I close the show, we say, we stick together, we win, right? And uh, I always um, think, you know, I hope for this country, that's, you know, we're so divided um, that we start thinking of each other as Americans, no matter what, and, you know, we help each other. We don't leave people behind. You know, I was uh, in the National Guard um, and, you know, we would we would practice leaving no one behind. You know, we would drill on that. So, yeah. And, you know, we don't leave people behind on the battlefield. We don't leave them behind on the battlefield of ignorance or illness or, you know, that's what I think will give some hope to, and, you know, education too. Look, give, like, leaving, you know, giving people, investing in young people. And, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I know we have a long way to go though. Um, yeah, yeah. but it's good. We have to talk about it. And uh, I guess one last question I want to ask, who do you want to play you in the movie? Of, uh... Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I say Will Ferrell because I look back and think, this is this has got to be a joke, right? There, there's no way because when you sit back and you go to the meetings and and you show up for a you know a, a white supremacist barbecue and nobody brings the meat but everybody mm. brings buns, you sit there eating bread the whole time with nothing else. Oh, that's and it's funny. Just, it's that's just awesome. a joke. But but that's you can't. I can't focus on that because it's really important. So, you know what? If if and when this does go to a movie, yeah, I hope so. I'm I sure that- anybody even ask? I mean, I can't, I'm looking forward to your show coming on next week too. What is that again? You mentioned your polygamy. It's, we're on A the Secrets of Polygamy, um, January Monday, January eighth. Yes, I'm. So, I'm interested. Yes, that's awesome because it's it, it is all related. It's and uh, it's all. That's why I always think about you know we have to get our you know, um yeah people want to belong so we should belong to uh, a positive patriotic or whatever you know American. You know, it, it, the, we're going to be talking about the Kingstons on the show. I. I yeah, we'll be talking about the Kingstons, I think, within the first three episodes. And um, one of the things that they were teaching from the pulpit is Hitler got it right. Oh, God. He just did it without what? the priesthood, which is without God. And so when wow. you say there's crossover, it's wow. pretty dramatic crossover. And we, you know, that's why I just think it's important that's for incredible. us to have these conversations, to have the awareness. And, um, and I'm grateful and blessed to be a part wow. of anything that... You know, some people are like, how did you do it? And I'm like, how, I, we got to, we get yeah. to. Well, so here we are at a true. place where we can maybe do something um, different and help a lot of people. Wow. Well, guys, you're, I, I really, uh, I just don't even know what to say. You're an amazing couple and a, you're an amazing uh, family. Uh, the fact that, because I'm sure you guys are undercover. You have an entire family that you take them with you, right? They're, they're also kind of undercover too it affects the entire 
you know, everyone, right? Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's some funny stories about that. You know, going, going Christmas shopping and, and in walks the clan. You know, oh, it's my like, God. It's not funny, Tara. Right. Yeah, it, it's, right. Just, it's, it's one of those things. Tiny and I, when I started doing this, we had an agreement. If I tell her to go, she needs to take the kids and go. But, wow. you know, Tani being the wonderful Tani she is, she, heck no, I'm not going to leave. I want to see this, you know? And so <laughs> it, it's just. You know what, Tara? It's so important that I, that, that your listeners know that we're just regular people who have, who saw right. a need yeah. and somehow got thrown into it. And, and, and we're just regular people doing, you know, what mm-hmm. we saw to do. And, and there's all kinds of everyday people doing extraordinary things. Right. And I think we all have extraordinary in us. Right. I really do. Mm. And that's why I think that if we if we take this on, and what can I do? I can't change the world. I can't change our country. But what can I do? And, mm. and the answer is you'll, you'll find that inside. Right. There is something you can do. You're amazing. And people on the chat are, they're saying, Tawny is a rock star. You're courageous, wonderful humans. They're thanking you for all of that you've done because you've really put your asses on the line and uh it's made a difference and i'm sure it will continue to make a difference and i hope that uh we'll keep hearing from you and uh will there be a sequel to to your book yeah, okay sure. i'm uh, sure let's keep the conversation going mm-hmm. all right just we're not a one and done type person right. let's, let's keep it going awesome and let's together you know with with you and your viewers and listeners and, and book readers and everybody else let's let's change what we can change mm-hmm. make a difference let's change the world why can't we yeah I why mean, not why can't i like it what did you say if we stick together yeah we, we stick together we win yeah what, what i tell my kids is if one browning wins we all win mm-hmm. so if we take that even bigger it's if this true. community wins we all win you know if as a nation we stick together we uh, terrorist yeah. listeners stick together we all win i love it right I just love right. it it's true because I think that's what people really want. They want they nobody wants to live their life, you know, in constant turmoil. They just want peace and happiness. But yeah. I think a lot of them are just lost. And uh, so uh, we'll we do, we're doing what we can, and I and you're doing more than most. So I really thank you for taking your time to come on the show, and you take all you know a lot of your precious time out of your evening and uh, and you know to talk to the listeners and me and i really can't thank you enough for everything you've done and will do and your book is amazing so um everyone should get it there will be questions on the test so <laughs> <laughs> i'm just telling my listeners to get it so thank you guys and uh, i have all i have your website do you have anything you want to plug besides yeah hey no? next door yeah. Okay. Yes. I, you know, it'd be a dream if every coach and teacher had a copy of that. Right. And, you know, they have a lot of influence over right. our children as well. Right. So yeah. right. tune in to A and E January eighth. Okay. You know, Seekers of polygamy. I certainly will. I will. That's uh, that's Thanks, right up Tara. my alley. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having us. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 All right. Wonderful. Let's go. Let me see. How was that? That was great. They were. I love them. I love them. I really. I'm in love. You guys were really. I love the chat. Watching uh, you guys are really enjoying that too. So I'm not kidding. 
I read this book. You know that that's what I try to do when we have authors on the show. I try to the best of my ability. Wait, hold on. Let me get this lower third down. Let's cross my face. I try to read the book so I know what to talk about. You know, and it's also, I feel respectful, especially, but this book was not, it was not a chore. It's like, like, it's not a chore to, it wasn't a chore to read any of Tom Hartman's books, of course. And this book is a page turner. And I think it would be, yeah, you should check it out. I hope you do. And hopefully they'll be back on the show. We'll talk about it more. And maybe, you know, I'll, uh, I don't know. We'll t- I'm sure it'll, it'll all be incorporated into our Tower Buster conversations as we move on and talk about what's happening in the world. Uh, this is certainly uh, couldn't come at a better time, too, when you're thinking about what's happening with, uh, you know, all we keep hearing now as we know um the border crisis at the border and let's talk about that now that it's kind of a way in hold on here comes tara jr come on what are you doing pain in my ass come on pain in my ass and uh let's see let me see on the tawny is a rock star yes she is come on all right kid get over here you bother me and thank you guys. We got a lot of thumbs up. Great interview. Wow, that was because of the Brownings. They made it a great interview. They made it so easy to talk to. And they had so many interesting things to say. I, I just can't even imagine. How do you hang out with, uh, I guess, you have when you have to do it, if your life depends on it. But being around these people... Is very scary, and that's why I was like, <laughs> there had to be a time when they were like, "Shut the fuck up," right? We after a while you hear this bullshit constantly. Wouldn't you just be like, "Shut up!" You're like a rake on a chalkboard here. All right, but the the sound was good though. I'm um I I don't know. I wonder. I think maybe it was on their side. Something was wrong with their audio. Because it sounded good for me, and you guys had no problems. All right, so let's. One of the, the show's not over. We have a little bit more time. Um, what I wanted to it, it it all relates to what we were just talking about with Tawny and Matt. Uh oh, that's the cat moving the mic out of my out of my face. Is of course you know. Mike Johnson went down to the border and I, I, I'm telling you guys, this is what we were talking about this on the last show, how they do not want Mike Johnson and his ilk. They do not want to have a, a remedy for this border crisis. And they, you know, case in point is the fact that they're at the border. Why is he at the border pointing at things with a furrowed brow, looking concerned? That in itself is uh, proof that these are not serious people. He doesn't want to have a rem. He should be in Washington having discussions and passing legislation. 
which that they passed or or tried to. Many uh, we were talking about this on the last show. Remember the Gang of Six when the bipartisan group of of senators came up with immigration reform, a, a palatable immigration um, policy that both uh, both sides of the aisle could could that well they both came up with it. But what happened was they um, they blocked it. And in fact, here I have a little graphic about it somewhere in here. You see, oops, that's too big. How'd that happen? Well, I'll move it down. Let's see. Here's why. See this? Why does that come in like that? Here's why we don't have immigration reform. In 2013, Democrats passed a bipartisan immigration reform bill in the Senate. House Republicans refused to allow the bill to even be debated. Obama, as he did, and to my eternal frustration, asked, then turned around and asked Republicans, well, give me your immigration bill. Remember, that's how he would do it. Well, what's your plan? Give it to me. We'll, we'll uh, include it. Republicans refused. Then Republicans demanded that Obama do something about illegal immigration. So Obama used his executive authority to enact some immigration reforms. Remember that? And then... I re- it's all coming back to me. I'm sure it's coming back to you, too. Republicans were outraged and called Obama a tyrant for using his executive powers um, and doing exactly what the Republicans asked him to do. That was after years of him trying to get Republicans to, you know, what did he he called it? that the fog would lift or whatever. I, it was never, it's never going to lift. Okay. Some people, they're not interested in, um, they're not interested in doing their jobs. Mike, like Mike Johnson is interested in going down to the border and making content for Fox news, you know, pointing at things with a very concerned look in his face. Right. Twisted Nerves painting on the chat says that wasn't hateful enough for them. The meaning the reform, the immigration reform. They won't stop until we have no immigration. That's true, actually. I don't know. They they won't stop even if that happens. Do you understand that when if we if that ever happened, which would be um a um uh, to our not our utter shame, but also you see, immigration adds value to the country. The, the fact is that people, and I've done many studies on this, that people who, who immigrate to another, or emigrate, right, to another country, these are the go-getters of society. Because it, it does take a lot to pick up your entire life, move, and move to an entirely different country. You don't know, you know, of course, there are many different factors. There are the push factors and the pull factors, but the it's it's um, the those who do leave their countries and and start over. It takes it takes initiative. It takes a certain level of, you know, gumption to do that. And they these are people that, you know, they 
add value to the society because they are innovators. They are um, trying to accomplish something in there. They're not just going to, why would you come to, you know, pick up your entire life and walk across a desert to what? Um, you know, sit on welfare. This is what they're saying. And we don't even have a good welfare system in this country, as we know. So it's all a canard meant to divide and and stoke hatred against minority groups and against immigration. But what, of course, we are a nation of immigrants, unless you're a Native American, your your ancestors came from somewhere. My, my I'm just, uh, my grandparents came here, and so I'm a second generation. But the uh, uh, what would happen if they were successful in stopping immigration would be, it would be mass deportations then, right? That's what would happen. And that's exactly what, of course, we know Trump is talking about. He's talking about camps. You know, what society put ever put people in camps? What's, let me put it this way. Not, that's not the appropriate sentence. What successful society, that's what I was going to say. What society put people in camps that was successful? which makes it sound like the camps would be successful. What successful society ever put people in camps? Uh, can anybody point that out? Seriously, on the chat, do we have any any examples of a successful country that made concentration camps? Yeah, because concentration camps are not new. Um, they're, you know, they're certainly a, a, uh, oh, hi, Boudica. They're right wing. There's something that right wingers really love to do. They love putting people in camps. And yeah, so that's what we had to put up with today. Where is that? Hold on. It's really irritating how Mike Johnson went down to the border to point at things Oh, my God. I just went on Twitter. Let me show you what I'm looking at. Ugh. Hey, how'd that happen? Where'd that come from? Wait a minute. That's weird. Okay, here we go again. I don't know. Why is it doing that? Ugh, look at him. Look at him. All 215 pounds of him. What a gross... Boba Blaba Blaba Fett. I was gonna call it Boba Fett's cool. No, he's and he's fit. Jabba, I meant Jabba the Hut. Incredible. Forty-five and for some so some fan put him together. Put this video together. Forty-five and forty-seven with an American flag. Wow. Oh, wait, there's audio. So what are you doing? You're not miss this shot with all those people watching. Oh, all those people were watching me and I missed a shot. What are you doing? You're here for the show or what? not miss this shot. Ugh. You're here for the show. Look at him. It's like this old cracker. You admit you're here for the... He looks like a, like a melted wax candle. 
Yeah. He's gross. Meanwhile, okay, Joe, that Joe Biden's old, right? Come on, come on. They should have a push-up contest. All right, you can't do do a squat, one squat, right? Do one squat, do one burpee, and then maybe we'll talk. Here's Mike Johnson on CNN. can come to an end if the Biden administration will do its job and they refuse to do it, they're doing the opposite. So the 14 billion, um, there are, you're right, 1,600 asylum officers that would be part of that to speed up processing of asylum claims. That's what you're talking about. Uh, but there also would be 1,300 more uh, Border Patrol agents to work alongside the, the 20,200. Uh, and also funding to hire 1,000 Custom and Border Prote Protection officers with a focus on counter fentanyl. So it's not all, in fact, most of it is not related to yeah. uh, 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 processing asylum seekers. A, a lot of it has to do with what you're talking about. Jake, the president should come to the border. What a, what an idea that so would to be. To what? To talk to the border patrol agents who are down To point. Yeah, well, he went for a photo op. He should come and spend what a couple of What are you doing there? To be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border. That's yeah, we have something called Zoom. We have something called will do its job the phone. To do it. They're doing the opposite. So the $14 billion, um, there are, you're right. Um, speaker, this... This tweet says, Speaker Mike Johnson, the so-called leader of the House Republicans, is literally refusing Border Patrol help for one reason. It would be coming from President Biden. Again, Republicans want the problem so they can run on it. And that is the truth. And Democrats are about fixing problems. And let me show you one other thing that I, I saw this earlier in the day. And it really... Did you see this chart? Now, what's his face? Tom Car Cotton, the the ghoul, the grinning ghoul who smiled and t t talking about photo ops, who took a photo op with military gravestones behind him as he grinned like a giggling ghoul. Who does that? Who says this is a great place to d take my picture? Where and I'll, I'll I'll smile, smile for the camera. For those who don't, who don't remember, let me see. I'm looking at. I know I have a picture of it because it's disgusting. Let me see. Tom Cotton. How do you spell cotton? Cotton. Cotton. I'm in cotton. Here it is. Incontinent. What a disgusting display. Look at this. I made a meme out of it. Who else but an America-hating, patriotic, symbols-fetishizing, coup-plotting traitor would pose like a grinning ghoul in front of a backdrop of dead soldiers. Look at that. He's in a military cemetery posing in front of... he this, In front of headstones. It's just so wrong. There's so... There's something very wrong with that and them. So, anyway. Earlier today, I saw this 
um, you know, Tom Cotton, who had, uh, of course, they, they're living in an alternate reality, but, you know, saying, are you, because Tom Cotton was saying, are you better off than you were when Trump was in office? Of course, negating or leaving out everything that actually happened in the Trump administration, how, you know, a million Americans died and how he left office with less jobs than Herbert Hoover, that who, not Hoover, Hoover. He was the first president in, uh, since the great depression to leave office with a negative growth of, in jobs. Well, thanks to the fact that the, um, infrastructure week is no longer a, uh, a laugh line and that we are now manufacturing things in America as again, because of the chips and science act, we brought the manufacturing of these vital, uh, technological, whatever, you know, these chips, what's the word? Um, that we weren't able to make. They were making them in China, which doesn't make any sense if you really care about national security, right? Like, why would you, you know, the Chinese cannot, they're, they're, uh, of course they're going to put spy where in our, in in the tech. Okay, let's just, that's what they do. And I'm sorry, Junior, you're just, you're falling off my lap. Oh my God, he's such a crank. Um, he's like Trump. No, he's not. He's not. Not even close. Um, so I wrote earlier, if the Democrats, if pr- the president, House Dems, Senate Dems, I'm just tweeting it at them. If they don't hold up this chart, whenever they're in front of a camera, they should be ashamed. They really should hang it up. It's, there's something wrong with them. Or they're inept. Because look at this um, U.S. manufacturing construction spending. Look at it going through the roof. And, of course, don't let the Republicans say, well, he's spending, spending. That's called investing. It's spending. It's not just government money. But this is happening in the United States because they're building factories again. Manufacturing construction spending computer and electronic manufacturing makes up more than 50 percent thanks to the chips and science act so this is you know jobs 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 this is bidenomics and are you better off than you were when uh we had mass graves i would think so and the unemployment rate is the lowest it's been in decades. But I don't know. They then it's like we were talking to the Brownings, you know, about the the people who are living in an alternate reality. But yeah, I mean, it is depressing, frankly. And uh, talking to them though was giving me hope. I have to say. But we'd, I see the work we have to do. I see what needs to be done. It's like um, when, I, when we were talking to them and I was saying how you need to give these people, they have to have a sense of community. And that's why, what, and what we talk about on the show all the time, 
you know, we don't leave people behind. That's this is a patriotic imperative. We have to we have to do that to to unite the country. You can't just say we're so divided and and uh, like Biden says, uh, we're the United States and there's nothing we can't do. Nothing, nothing. That's not going to do anything. What it has to be tangible. If you say we can do anything, then let's do let's do anything. Let's let's have universal health care. You know, because as Americans, we take care of each other. We don't leave people behind. Let's invest in education so anybody can get an education. So these people that the Brownings met in these white supremacist groups have options. They can, they can get educated. They can build themselves into something. They can make something out of their lives. To me, that makes sense. And we have to, you know, care about each other. And it's an action. You know, love is an action. It's not just a word. Oh, I love my country. That's an action. You love your country? Well, what, do you, what will you do? Will you, be, will you uh, stop um, standing in the way of... Universal health care, universal higher education, living wages for everybody, retirement security. Makes sense to me. That's how you that's how it gets done. Look at you guys on the chat. I love all those emojis. Nairman Rhodes writes, just tuned in. Happy damn new year. Happy all right, get down. Get down. You're annoying me. Even though I love you. He's getting annoying. He's he's old, right? We're, we have the right to be old and annoying. Yes, I've been leaving posts uh, in the gas pump saying, Wow, Brandon, two, uh, $2.89, exactly. Like those um, stickers. I did this, you know, with him pointing, with, with Joe Biden pointing. You don't see those stickers being put up now. And you don't see Fox News going, hey, we spent all last year beating this this uh, horse that Joe Biden's gas prices. Ugh. Like he's he's got to be out there himself digging a well. And um, like he's uh, controls. He controls OPEC. He controls the, you know, he, uh, there's only so much that can be done when you have the Saudis who, uh, and the Russians who want to do, um, what they want to do because they want their puppet in office. So, uh, as the election gets closer, of course they're gonna, they're gonna, um, make it so they you know, stop producing or stop manuf whatever they do with the oil. I don't even know anymore. What do they do? Produce oil? No, they dig it up. I don't know. Refine it. They're going to th that's what they said that they would stop, they would slow down production, you know. Prices are getting too low. And of course, Putin wants his favorite puppet in office. You don't want no Joe Biden that's gonna yeah, not do everything. That's not gonna hand over Ukraine to him. Right? 
Oh, I swear, if I was in office, Putin would never have invaded. No, because he wouldn't have to. You would have already pulled America out of NATO and given, and given him the green light to just take over you. You wouldn't have given the money for, to, for Ukrainian defense. That's for sure. Oh, that's a dog outside. I thought that was one of the cats. It scared me. I was like, my cat is barking like a dog. I'm just looking again on the Jeffrey Epstein whatever document. It seems kind of underwhelming to me. Am I missing something? There's no there's no bombshells in here. Let's see. On one such document alleges that Epstein once told Johanna Soberg. How do you say her name? I don't even know. Joberg? I know the is is the S silent or the J? One of his accusers that former President Bill Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. In another, Maxwell says that Clinton flew on Epstein's private plane but couldn't confirm how many times previously denied Clinton denied allegations of visiting Epstein's properties and having knowledge of his crimes yeah but like I said they asked Virginia Dupree and directly they asked her and he said she said I have no um you know, I saw Bill Clinton, but there was he was not involved with the s sex part. But it doesn't matter. Well, here we go, right? Because once the Republicans get a hold of something, they don't. That's truth. Ah. What is truth? What is truth? Let me see. What else? Anybody have any um, more information on that? Oh, it's am I wrong? Is it is it underwhelming? A David Copperfield on the list? Who cares? Alright, let me see. What does the Daily Beast say? Oh my god, let me see. Mm -mm -mm. Epstein modeling pal accused of assaulting an 18-year-old girl. Okay. Let me ask the AI perplexity. What, what are... Um, yes, that's how you would put it. What are the names on the documents unsealed tonight about Jeffrey Epstein okay let me see it doesn't say unsealed documents are part of a now settled defamation lawsuit filed by Virginia Dupree I mean Virginia Goofrey Goofrey what am I saying it the other way who accused British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell of enabling her abuse with and by Epstein. The names of the individuals are being released on a rolling basis. And the first, first batch of documents listed 
Jane Doe's. Okay. All righty. Whatever. The other thing I want to talk about is, and then we'll, what time is it? We'll call it a night soon. Everybody, how's everybody doing on the chat? Monica Lewinsky is 51 going on 52. That's what you guys are talking about? Hmm. Not that you can talk about that. That's fine. I'm just checking in on the chat. Uh, what was I saying? Yes. Um, it kind of goes uh, along with what we were discussing with the Brownings. The um, Today, a bunch of capitals all across the United States were got some bomb threats. And let me tell you, one thing that struck me was that when I heard this, so it says at least nine U.S. state capitol buildings are evacuated after bomb threats. Now, one thing that I thought about was when Hillary Clinton lost the, uh, the 2020 election despite receiving the most votes in a landslide she she more people voted for clinton than had voted for let me see how do i put that any other candidate more people voted for hillary clinton in 2020 than than obama right and every other person every other president who had won Mm -mm -mm. Oh, except now Joe Biden received more votes than any other presidential candidate in U.S. history, including more votes than Hillary Clinton. Well, at up until that time, I should say. That's interesting because we will, you know, we'll have to be to beat this blob again. We'll have to beat Jabba the Blob again. So, at least nine state capitol buildings evacuated after bomb threats. The FBI said it was working with state and local and federal law enforcement to gather, share, and act on information. At least nine state capitol buildings across the U.S. were under evacuation orders on Wednesday due to bomb threats. Look at Booty. She's a good climber. Uh, government buildings in Connecticut... Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Kentucky, Maine, Michigan, and Mississippi and Montana received bomb threats via email to offices of secretaries of state and legislative officials. The FBI said it was working with state and local federal enforcement, local and federal law enforcement to gather, share, and act on the information. The agency said it was aware of numerous hoax bomb threats. The FBI takes hoax threats very seriously because it puts innocent people at risk. Well, what do right-wingers care? Right? They, they're doing this to, because they hate government. You know, they're doing this for their Lord and Savior, Donald F. and Trump. Government is the problem. Government, you know, the nine most terrifying words. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. 
really, except when something happens, the first thing you you scream is, "Where's my help? Where's it coming from?" Well, it's not coming from, you know, the Republican Senate senatorial campaign committee. It's coming from government, in spite of Republicans trying to cut it. Right? These are the same people. They they want all the benefits, but they don't want... They, they just don't see it, you know? It's like they don't see the, the... the They just think that... They take everything for granted. In fact, I was listening to a podcast earlier about... You know, you guys know I love Roman history. And I was listening to a, to a podcast about, um, it was, it's called the ancients. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It's all about, you know, the ancients, if, if you, if the title gives it away. And the latest episode was about how to survive the ancient world. And the guy, the historian who was talking, they were discussing, you know, most people, if we went back in time, we would not be the kings and queens or most likely even in the upper class. We would be one of the unwashed, huddled masses, most likely. And what's it like to be a Roman average citizen living daily in, uh, in, in Rome? What was, how did you survive? And one of the things he pointed out, there's, there's a few things, but, uh, but it remind, but what he, what he said, it reminded me of this other podcast I had listened to, uh, actually it's a great, one of the great courses called the other side of history. That's a great lesson. That's a great course you should take. It's amazing. And so, but the guy was saying that we take every we take our modern conveniences for granted for example like we talk about it on the show we get up in the morning we make our morning coffee we turn on the tap well there was a time in ancient history where you'd wake up in the morning and you you'd have to walk to the local water source and some of these walks were about, you know, four hours away. So having running water, that's a modern convenience, of course, that we, uh, as I said, just take for granted. And in Rome, when they started building, uh, of course, they had pipes and running water in many, but that developed over time. When Rome first was founded, people had to walk until they built the aqueducts. And then the people's lives were changed because they would make communal water, uh, you know, troughs outside in, uh, in public where you would go instead of walking 10 miles or whatever to the, to the water source, you would walk, uh, down the, you know, maybe a couple of minutes down the road. And yeah, so we we take these for granted i think about it i don't know you probably to do too you know but it just seems like right wingers they they don't see the infrastructure that that's all around them allowing them the freedom you know to do things like call in a bomb threat right when they would go, you know, in another time, 
they'd be they'd probably be on their way back from uh the f- the 10-mile trip to the to the water source what is Boudica doing there was a a little moth in here earlier maybe she's booty with your hand in mine we can do anything booty yes she's a good girl so yeah it just pissed me off that i heard about them calling in bomb th- what do you like what's the point of that and what do you think is going to happen and and this is part of you know this us against them mentality that they have the people who work in those buildings they're not the enemy of these of these idiots they're trying to make the trains run on time for these morons they're trying to make sure their roads are properly maintained uh that that electricity is flowing and they could get on their their social media sites and uh post about how much they hate government right it's very sick of it i know isn't she the cutest if if we were living in a a country that wasn't um under the thumb of an, an impending fascist coup that's what we would do that's our show right there it's it's boudica it's the boudica show it's the emotional support cat show we would just watch her and get talk about you know cats animals i could tell you stories about the animals how the squirrels know me does you know the squirrels in this neighborhood know me i wish i knew them i don't know they all look alike to me i know can't tell one from the other but i know that they all know me they follow me you realize this has that ever happened to you I don't mind it because I always, I carry peanuts in my jacket so I could throw them to the squirrels. Oh, you know what happened? I'll tell you a story. I know we're, we're kind of wrapping up. Um, I, so, you know, I throw some squirrels, some nuts. You know, it's one of the joys in life. One of the, one of the, you know, simple joys of being alive is throwing a squirrel a nut now and then. Watching him pick it up with his little hands and eat it. Sometimes they yell at you, like, kick, kick, kick. they make that noise. Um, so anyway, I guess one of these people, um, not too long ago, was throwing a squirrel a nut in the parking lot of my building. And some uh, lady who probably has nothing better to do was she stopped she was walking her dog and she stopped and i don't know what the hell she said but she was like the city blah 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 i don't even know that's all i heard was the city and i was like yeah whatever lady i said i know that guy Uh, you know pointing to the squirrel i was like don't worry about i know him i know that guy it's like, fuck off, lady. Go walk your dog. Leave me alone. Throwing a goddamn squirrel a nut. 
Like, that's the worst. That's the, that's the fucking, uh, terrible thing. You gotta worry, if that's what you got to worry about, honey, you better kiss the ground and thank your lucky stars that that's the worst of your troubles. But, so, I know this person. I don't know her personally, but I know she's on the board of the building. Or the you know I live in a in a, a apartments complex, and she's on the board, so she thinks she's you know the big cheese. Anyway, um, I went to my car one day, and I noticed. So there is there are solar. There's a solar panel on our. So we have the car, we have the cars. You know parking lot and uh, and they built very nicely they built solar panels so because this was in this building was built in the 40s so it's all oil but now we're getting off of that so they made solar panels and it was good it is good so anyway on the one of the poles that holds up this friggin solar panels there's i see a sign and it says, I don't even, I can't read it out of, from my mind verbatim, but it said, um, you won't, you're going to, you're going to die when I tell you this. It said, feeding, feeding squirrels disrupts the balance of nature <laughs> and make, I, I, that's all I saw. And there was like a picture of a squirrel. I'm not fucking kidding. I should have took a picture of it, but I was so pissed off. I ripped it off. I was like, get, get a life. Get a life, lady. Feeding squirrels disrupts the, something about the balance of nature. You know, turns them into, I guess, beggar squirrels. <laughs> it turns them into, you know, the beggars of, of what, like what? What are they going to do? You'll never let them, they'll never learn to stand on their own two feet. And I'm like, it disrupts, she's talking about disrupting the balance of nature. Now, look, honey, did I, I uh, talk about not realizing where the fuck you live. And I look around. Look around. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, Jim, on the chat. The balance in the forest that is New York City. Uh, honey, the balance of nature has already been disrupted for these squirrels. Okay? They live amongst us. And that's how they get by. They go, they go, and some people like me throw them nuts. There are nuts. They, they fend for themselves too. But part of the, what they do is they get nuts from fucking people too, because we live with them. We live in a, this sidewalk that disrupted the balance of nature. There's a, there's streets, buildings. The balance of nature is disrupted before I and threw the squirrel in that. But the fact that this lady, why didn't I take a picture of it? I ripped it up because I was so annoyed. Now that I'm talking about it, I really wish I had taken it to show you guys. But who does that? Who takes 
uh, time out of their limited lifespan to make a a poster. And it had little, it's, it was like nicely designed and it said feeding squirrels and it had pictures of squirrels on the bottom of it. (laughs) Like I wouldn't know what a fucking squirrel looked like. (laughs) What a dumb bitch. You know, that's why we, we can't have nice things, right? That's why people like that is why we cannot have nice things. Like, cause they don't have, they don't, they don't want us to have nice things. You know, I got to be disrupted out of my, my limited lifespan. When I'm trying to do something, I'm trying to distract myself from my impending doom. You know, we're all headed one place. So one minute out of my, my life, I throw a friggin' peanut to a squirrel and I say, look how cute. You know? And uh, and for one second, my little spirit is elevated. And I feel like living through another day. You know, that's all it takes. And then this bitch comes along with a poster. <laughs> I know there's a bit in there somewhere. There's a there's a comedy bit in there somewhere. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's it's just a good it's just a story. I was going to say good story, but I don't know if it's a good story. It's my story though. That's the story I got. I just can't believe people. Do you understand how people are? How stupid they are? How pointless? How pointless does your life have to be? to do that I mean why would you design an entire poster with pictures of squirrels like she had to go and search for pictures of squirrels you know and then she's like I'm gonna put that picture there and that picture there and that picture there and so like so me and she put it near my car all right so I would see it. She made sure. She wanted me to see it. Because I, uh, maybe I don't know what a squirrel looks like. Maybe I think I'm throwing a nut to a, you know, a small dog, a chihuahua, on the loose. And, uh, and she's educating me. And, I, and I, I'm like, wow, wowsy, wowsy, wowsy. Exactly, Jim on the chat says, very New York. Exactly. It really is. Some old bitty. Not that I'm like no spring chicken here. But I wouldn't, like, who would do that? Well, I don't, I have too much to do. I got other shit going on. I'm going home. And I'm going to make a poster <laughs> about how, and then I love how it, um, she's trying to educate me feeding squirrels. She's trying to not just educate me, but shame, like educate slash shame me about the squirrels. Feeding squirrels disrupts the balance. It was like, I can't, I wish I could remember. I'm sure if they put me under hypnosis, I could remember it. 
disrupts the it makes it said something about how it makes them and i know there was balance of nature in there somewhere it turns them into layabouts next thing they're gonna be stealing five dollars out of your wallet what does it do what does it do it just encourages them Uh, to what They'll never learn to live on their own. They'll never get on their own two feet. If you're enabling them. (laughs) One fucking peanut, okay, guys? That's all it took to trigger her. She was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm going home. I'll show that bitch. I'm making a poster. Boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. And she had a dog, too. That poor dog, right? That poor dog is probably like uh, rolling its eyes. <laughs> Feeding squirrels. She's, oh, what a dumb, dumb, dumb. This is where, you know, that's why. That's why. So many people like that. What's What does she want from my life? That's the other thing I felt like. I was thinking, like, what is she what why oh so then i'll be like i totally see your point now i will never feed another squirrel again fuck those squirrels those lazy bastards they've never learned how to live on their own two feet disrupting the balance of nature you where do we live honey this is goddamn New York goddamn city, goddamn. That's right, Kathy. On the show. I guess that woman had nothing better to do, clearly. And that's why she should be very thankful. She should be thankful. She should thank me for giving her a purpose that day. She felt like her life was worth living for one well, hour. That she went home. She probably went right home. She was like, as fast as her her big fat feet could kick. Not that she was fat. I mean, just fat as annoying. Not that fat as annoying. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, all right? Don't send me any emails. I'm not. It's just a, it just came out of my mouth, okay? She wasn't fat. Not that it would matter. And I shouldn't have said anything. I'm not like I'm a hot model or anything. But her very, what else could I call her feet? Her, her purposeful feet. No, that's not good. Her very indignant, that's for sure. Right. The squirrels love to live in harmony with human beings. Some squirrels even come and they, they take it right out of your hand. They've learned. I guess the balance of nature's disrupted. What's gonna happen next? Yes, elephantine. That's a good one. Her elephantine feet. <laughs> Definitely a squirrel, Karen. Oh, why didn't he get it on camera? That's the best. See, you got to walk around with a body camera these days. That would have been good because that would have made a good video. 
because I could have had her going, you know, the city, blah, blah, blah. Like stopping, going, and her eyes, like her piercing laser eyes, disrupting my my little moment of joy. I should have, I should have known. That's what happens with my joy. I can't have one moment of joy with a squirrel. Without some squirrel Karen. <laughs> and her big elephantine clogs. Clomping on into my world. I'm going right home. Come on, Fluffy. Bastards. All right. Oh, my God. Thank you, Matt M. on the chat. Thank you for your super chat. Squirrels need to learn to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. That's so true. Without a handout from me. It's so true. How will they learn to pull themselves up by their bootstraps? They're like, it's like on terror welfare. The well, they, that's what they think. Whenever they see me, they're like, kick, kick, kick. one actually got up on the bricks. Okay, so there are some bricks that come around the door, and I and they're very good climbers. You think Booty's a good climber? You see these squirrels? They're like Spider Man. So he climbed up on the on the bricks and on the top of the oh you know it's like a decoration in bricks and at the top comes out like a little triangle thing and he was sitting on there on the top of this of the the door that I go into and he was going he was yelling at me he was like kick, 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 kick. like hey where's my where's my nut where's my peanut bitch <laughs> Where's my peanut? That's what he sounded like. That's how squirrels are when they're... When they're well, that's how I hear them, at least, in my mind. Where's my peanut, bitch? <laughs> I'm losing it. Okay, squirrels need to learn to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. That's true. Get a job, squirrel. Get a job. All right. Next thing they'll want, SNAP benefits. Exactly, Matt, on the chat. Next thing, yeah, they'll use their food stamps for steaks. Next thing you'll see them with some young buck on the food line, squirrels and bucks. Remember Reagan? Some young buck eating with his food stamps. Talk about dividing this country, right? Now we got... Now they're dividing us over squirrels. But think about it. I wish I had... I get, that's why you got to walk around with a body camera to make TikTok videos. Because I would have had the lady with the squirrel. I would have had the squirrel. would have had the throwing of the peanut. The woman stopping, screaming at me. Well, she wasn't screaming. She was just like... The city. Well, what about the city? What about the city? 
The city said don't feed the squirrels? I didn't get the memo. Who's going to stop them? I never... Who would tell you that? You go to any park in the city and people are feeding the fucking squirrels. They're cute. They're part of the ambiance of the city. They're little New Yorkers, too. And... And then I would have had me, if I had the body camera, going to my car one day, you know, just being myself, being my, just minding my own business, being myself, and encountering this poster that said, I mean, it just says everything about her and nothing about me like what did she think I was gonna do be like oh yeah I see the world through your points of points of view now and I am totally educated I will never feed another in, in fact I will, I'll next time I see a squirrel I'm gonna kick him that's what they need a good kick just to get them back on, back on track. Kick them. Just kick them when they're down. Kick them. Next time they want a squirrel, I mean, don't kick them. I'm just kidding. Nobody kick a squirrel. You and just kiss them. Kiss them next time you see them. Hi, Ray Ray. All right. Listen, listen, listen. That'll be it for tonight. I thought it was a good show. Then we just had some time chilling. Maxing and relaxing, bebopping boo outside of the school. And yeah, mind your own business. Exactly, Kathy. Next time, tell her, mind your own business, Karen. Not the, and I don't even like, I was talking about that word, Karen. I know, very, I know Karens. They're very nice people. I don't, it's. I'm conflicted about it. We need to come up with a new term. But, all right, listen. We will be bebop and and she's my baby. Getting together. We'll be getting together on Friday. Yes, thank you, Haiku. That Haiku says thank you for the weekday special. I hope to make that a regular thing. They got to be regular. You know? They really do. And I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. I need to dye my roots. All right. Listen, guys, guys. Well, who knows what will happen by Friday? We'll, we will have a show. If you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep the... Real liberal media going and growing. I want to thank the Brownings for coming on the show. They've been all over the media, and now they have reached the pinnacle of their success on the Tower Buster show. And I, I encourage you to check out, uh, get their book. You can get it. I got it. I got it. I got it. They sent me a copy, you know, a PDF copy, but I actually bought it on my on my kindle you know i bought it on the kindle so i can read it 
I wanted to read it. All right? In my leisure time. It was not, and it wasn't a, didn't, it wasn't a, you know, it's not a slog. It's a, it's a good book. It, it It's not a chore. And, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. And it's also, you know, a very important topic. But, We'll see. We'll see uh, what happens in the next installment. All right, listen. Yeah, they were great. I love them. They're awesome. I really, I, I mean, I'm just impressed by that. Even when they sent the picture, the picture that I posted in the in the uh, promo and whatnot, the pic- they just look great. They look like great people, and they. That's why I was saying, where do you? I mean, I'm sh- maybe I shouldn't have asked them where they are based. But they live in Arizona, and it just looked like they were living a happy, lovely life. You know, while I'm here throwing nuts at a squirrel and having some Karen up my ass. Why can't I have a lovely life in a nice, beautiful environment? All right. <laughs> I'm only kidding. All right. Listen, thank you so much. And thank you, Charlie, for your support and making Tara Buster a part of your uh, roster over at APS Radio News. And thank you for your support of the Community Cats. It means a lot. And it and it matters. It really does matter. Because we are in this together. And we will win. We will win. We have a lot of work to do, but we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out tonight. Thank you to the Brownings for your for your precious time, the gift of your precious time. I know... It, meant a lot to me and the viewers we will win we stick together we win my name is Tara Devlin and I'll see you guys on Friday night